This is Mom Nom, brought to you by Colorado Christian University and the Mops Podcast Network. Our mission is to create snackable content that invites women like you to participate in encouraging, validating, and inspiring other moms as we embrace the chaos together. I think we're going to take things a little different today, and I think um, the horrible shooting that happened in Nashville in another school, another time, feels so heavy as moms and for us having to send kids to school and feeling like that is a sacred space that is supposed to be safe and Mm -hmm. that we live in a time that it's not safe. And I, I grew up in Colorado where I feel like the first school shooting happened. Um, Columbine happened literally two high schools. Well, my high school was one of like three in kind of a triangle with, with Columbine and it marked, I was a sophomore at the time and it marked my life filter in a pretty significant way. And in some ways, really incredible ways where I feel like out of foundation shaking experiences, you rebuild in a way that feels stronger. But my daughter was in second grade and there was a shooting at a high school just up the road, like on the same grounds, but just up the road. Mm-hmm. And um, she wrote, so they're in lockdown as I picture it, they're um, hiding under desks, which is just like unimaginable to me that yeah. that's a thing that happens. Oh. And she wrote a note because the teachers said they had to stay quiet. So the teachers were having them draw pictures and write things. And it was the scariest thing because I had volunteered in this school a really long time. And like, since she was a kindergartner there and I knew all of the staff and to release the children after, which was well after school had ended because they had to keep the kids there until the situation was done. Um, and, and luckily at that, situation only one student was killed but still like one student is not acceptable um but they had to id every parent to check out their kids and i it just was so jarring because i'm like i know all of these people and you're watching these teachers be placed where i felt this immediate trust with them which is also incredible like i knew they would protect our kids like i mm-hmm. wasn't scared of that but you still want to be with your kids in that time right and um so i was going through her backpack that night and she had drawn a picture and it had said like i love you mom and dad goodbye and like oh my god no joke i went through years of PTSD counseling because I can't like stomaching that reality for our kids is just too much. Like I don't understand how we as parents are supposed to navigate that as like a continual threat. And I think what's hard for me is how frequently this continues to happen. My story is not, you know, not notable or significant in any way because this is what we're almost all faced with is some circumstance that is either at your school or within a few schools. And this level of fear and wanting to be like, how do we solve this? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so heavy and it's heavy on my heart. And I think 
you know, I, I, I just, I, I can't even imagine being that parent and, and it, and it could easily be you or I, or, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, we just don't know. And I think that's, that's the hardest thing is that letting go and, but you, but you can't let it go. Like it's, I don't know. I don't even, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words when it comes to this because it's not in my control for the most part. And, you know, I, I think I thought, well, I'm sending my daughter to private school, so she's safer there. And well, <laughs> apparently not. Um, and, and that, that was really unsettling for me too. It doesn't matter where you send your kids there. There's going to be sin. There's going to be violence. There's going to be, um, exposure and the possibility of those things. And it's like, how do you, I, I, I don't even know. And I, I have to talk to a lot of moms about, well, I'm just going to homeschool my kid. I'm just going to keep them home and keep them safe. And, um, which is valid. I, I totally think that's a valid thought. And I've had that thought too, but it's sad that it would have to come to that, that our kids would miss out on the social aspect of going to school and that learning environment because it's not safe to go anywhere. Yeah. I, I think even in that space, like, I don't know that anywhere is safe. And for just, I feel like every time these come up, like I, I stopped watching the news, like it, in the, some of what I learned was healthier for me in like going through counseling was just like, I can't watch the news. Like that's right. not, I get so sucked into wanting to know all the updates and seeing everything. And I was like, actually, that's not a healthy place for me to be every day. And so I need to stay away from that. And that that's been really helpful, um, which I don't want to say is like running away from the reality of things. It's just sitting in that doesn't change anything or isn't productive. And so not a space I can be. Um, but, you know, you hear every time these happen because they're, they're horrible. And, um, and I think even for like, it's all, I live in a relatively big city, but it's so small worldly in that the, the family of the daughter who passed away at the school shooting where my daughter was locked into the school, my mom works in the hospital system and she happened to be like sitting with that mom, like while they were in the hospital and then while they were like trying to help and so I think I imagine, you know, it's hard for me, it's hard for you, it's hard for all of us as we send our kids anywhere, places. And then on the flip side, imagining how hard it is for both the moms of the victims and quite frankly, the moms of the perpetrators of this, like, um, yeah. I don't, we haven't figured out and I don't think there's a simple answer to why this happens and why these kids ultimately go on and channel their hurt in such traumatizing and destructive ways. But man, like for moms, this is such a heavy, no matter what mom you are in this circumstance, no matter if your kids are big or little, or if you're able to keep them home more often, or they're off at college, like the level of concern across the board, it's just not not something we can control. 
Yeah, and I think as far as watching the news and stuff, I almost feel I'm the same way. I find I have to distance myself from it. And then I almost feel guilty because that's someone's reality. Yeah. Just even saying that, like, breaks my heart. Like, I, I just, I can't even imagine. So it almost seems like by distancing myself, I'm not supportive of those people who whose reality that is. But that's... um that's my own baggage I need to work on. But, you know, I, I, I think it can be, it, it's just hard to wrap your head around, you know, and something I think about is, you know, we, I, I'm so grateful that I have a relationship with Christ. I'm so grateful that we are truly having a temporary experience on earth that will ultimately lead to eternity in heaven. And, you know, I mean, there's, a million ways to to talk about that, but I my mind has to go there because I know that this isn't all that there is, and I know that there is hope um, in in the midst of of grief, and I I can't even come up with a a word to describe what this is, but it's yes, uh, same for me. Like there's no. I think at the when you run to the end of control, which is really I think what we grasp for controlling environments so that they're safe. And when that reality is shaken and it's proven that that's not something we can control, for me, the only place I find comfort is in knowing that this, that Jesus loves me, he loves our family, and that the story doesn't end here. That the story is um, that we have more to life after this and that this is all temporary and i think that gives me hope but that doesn't make it easy and i think that that i that was where i kind of wanted to end today is what makes you hopeful as we sit in the midst of this utter darkness and this despair and where things feel out of control and there's no reasoning and no answers where do you find hope? Well, I think about Revelation, which is a very dark place to go, but <laughs> God promises that things are going to get worse before they get better, right? Mm -hmm. And so as we see the world continue to go in this direction, it gives me hope that Jesus is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I have to believe that. And, and it's, um, it is, it's hard to find hope and it's, and it's easy to say that I, I trust in, in Jesus and that there's hope beyond this earth, but I'm not that mom. I'm not dealing with that grief right now. And I can only imagine what that mindset would be like in trying to find hope in that space. Yeah. Holding the tension of kind of both of, of those of like their there is hope and there is despair and mm -hmm. that they don't have to be one or the other, that there is a way to sit in both. I think for me, in most of my life's deepest despairs and tragedies, I've seen incredible redemption that I could have never imagined of how God uses those moments to bring family members closer together within my family. It uses it to grow our each of our individual ability for resilience. And 
the ability to navigate everything from small concerns and losses to giant losses. And so I have hope that, that there can be good that comes out of every dark place. And mm -hmm. that can even be counterintuitive, but I've seen it so many times that I think that it brings, I mean, what I saw from Columbine was it brought us as a community closer together. It brought the school closer together. It changed and reset what used to be like the biggest, most stressful concerns and reset that to say, actually what matters is big, bigger than <laughs> clicks or small things. Um, whatever we're focused on, it just resets all of that. And so I just know Jesus is in the mix of all of it. And that that's where I rest in hope is that there is redemption and there can be growth and powerful changes out of circumstances like this. Thanks for listening to Mom Nom. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you have a success, fail, challenge, or mom hack you'd like to share with us, visit momnom.org. This podcast is made in partnership with Mops International and Colorado Christian University. Moms thrive when connected to a MOPS group. Moms succeed when pursuing their passion with up to 30% savings toward an online degree with CCU. Learn more at momnom.org.